0: All right, guys, welcome back to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. I'm Kyle and I have Dylan and Christian with me this week for another episode of reviewing WWE Fastlane 2018. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and all the social media accounts at WJTW19. Also, if you are listening, tell us your favorite current stable in wrestling to get an idea of what you guys enjoy. But, Dylan, Get into everything WWE related.
1: All right, sir. Let's start with uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, On Raw, Nia Jax defeated Zoe Starks in singles action. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Kofi Kingston as well. Tommaso Ciampa defeated Ludwig Kaiser. And Bronson Reed defeated Otis. Uh, Kyle was very hyped up for this. Tegan Knox. Appear go. On raw this week and defeated Natalia in singles action. Let's go. Um, they're teasing a program between her and Becky Lynch for the NXT yep. women's title. It seems like next week. Um, yeah. So um, I'm sure Kyle is very very happy that so we I would, this back on TV.
0: Yeah, I, I would do it at, at Fastlane. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of a different thing to do, but um, we'll we'll get to Fastlane. Yeah. Yep. Um.
1: Also on Raw. Uh, The Judgment Day successfully defended their undisputed tag team championships over Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And in quite possibly the match of the week, Dominic Mysterio successfully retained (sighs) his North American championship against Dragon Lee. Dude, this match was so much fun. I
0: I think it was Don's best match ever. I do. I I, I,
1: I 100% believe it. Absolutely. Yeah. I was so happy to see Dom have that match, dude. That was awesome. Do you, do you not think they have plans for Dragon
0: Lee now? Woo! Oh yeah. Ooh. we'll get to Dragon Lee. Yeah, I got a hot take about him, but go on. Ooh. Um. So yeah, that was um.
1: Raw. Let's dive into SmackDown. It, it was one of the best of the whole year. Oh yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look for um that match particular possibly up for match of the year. Wink, wink. Mm. Anyway, maybe. Man. There's A lot of them. This year. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. We'll, we'll get twenty twenty three has been a blessing. Anyway, let's go move on to SmackDown. You guys are gonna have to help me fill in the blanks because I did not watch SmackDown live, right. as it did just end. Yep. Um, there was a match between Charlotte and Bailey. Where what was what was the stipulation going in here?
0: Uh, basically, like Charlotte got on the mic and was like, "I'm gonna beat Bailey, and
1: then I'm going to challenge EO at Fastlane."
2: There's
1: gotcha. To gotcha. So then, apparently, Asuka comes out at some point, says mm-hmm. something in Japanese. Bailey translates it and says, "Oh yeah, she wants a triple threat match. Let's make it happen."
0: And then, and then, Eo was like, "That's not what she said." And she goes, "Yes, actually, it is." <laughs> I, I, really, really like what's going on here. I, mm-hmm. I, I think the storytelling's gonna be really good. I think the match is gonna be really strong at Baseline. <laughs> So I, I really like everything going on here that Bailey heel turn is coming
2: oh yeah it's definitely brewing it's coming I mean she just threw her partner well, against two other opponents
0: well she is already healed but that mega she needs to be yeah. that mega heel again and I yeah. really liked that Charlotte promo tonight. she was like, "What happened to you Bailey now you're just a sidekick
1: yeah it's just, the wheels are turning I loved it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. On to the United States Championship match Rey oh. Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. Once again, another treat <laughs> um, on TV. This was a lot of fun. That's a match. From what I saw, the clips that I saw and everything. Um, and Rey successfully defends over Santos. Clean roll up. To yeah, my knowledge. yeah, yeah. It was a clean roll kind up. Of, yep. Yeah. So no funny business here. Uh, they handshake. You know, they embrace and everything after a great match, and apparently the Street Profits come out yep. and just lay waste to everyone.
0: Yeah, so uh, not to cut you off, Dylan, but I am oh. going to say one thing. Yep. Um, so in the back, they're, you know, they're getting checked on by the medical team and everything like that. Um, so Ray and Santos kind of say, like, we challenge the Profits at Fastlane. So, but it was interesting because he said Bobby and the prophets. So what's probably going to happen. I don't know if you guys are going to agree. It's probably going to be Bobby and the prophets versus Santos Ray. And then that uh, dragon Lee.
2: Well, What about Joaquin wild?
0: Well, you got two of them there. Are you going to leave one out? I think dragon leaves. I, I love the, I love the, that tag team. Mm-hmm. I do. I think you have got to pull the trick on Dragon Lee, and he was a part of the story. So, and then all the rumors that I'm seeing, it, it's it's looking like Dragon Lee for that match. So I think it's going to be a good one. I, I do.
1: I thought I saw somewhere that he was spotted. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, you know, Jack- he was.
0: He was ringside for Santos and Ray. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: wait, no, I he, mean. It, no, he was there for grinds in theory.
0: No, he he was there for because remember at the end the prophets were beating him up and everything, and he was trying to jump over the barricade, but then security got him. He was there the whole time. So
1: the so the seed is planted. Right? Yes. So, so your yeah, story basically out. The,
0: yes yes the the seed is planted.
1: Yes. Ooh,
0: hey. buddy, you're in for a treat. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I you know the, you can see what you want about the build. I think the mm-hmm. matches are gonna deliver. Yeah,
1: uh, speaking of fast lane, uh, John Cena appeared and said that he was going to honor his contract. It was signed, and he was going to fight the Bloodline, either by himself um, or if someone decided to step up and be a partner. Partner or no partner, he was going to fast lane. The story here is that AJ, who was originally supposed to be his partner, correct, got injured. At the hands of the bloodline. And then apparently throughout tonight, the bloodline was running through the locker room. Yes. Basically, like, if you team with him, this is what you get. Um,
2: Intimidating everybody.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, someone did step up to be John's partner.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Dude, the crowd (laughs) erupted for him. So it is now confirmed, correct, that Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa versus John Cena and LA Knight. In the main event? In the main event of a fast lane here in a little old Indianapolis, Indiana. What a treat.
0: You know, it's going to be really interesting because one thing that no one's talking about is like. Jimmy is, like, a little bit more comedic in this role. And he's, like, mm-hmm. kind of mocking Roman in a way. So I yeah. really like this whole, like, Jimmy, like, acting like nothing ever happened. And, like, basically, oh, I've been, you know, nothing ever happened with me in the bloodline. So, like, I really like that kind of added story that they're going with. I do. Also, if it's made of Venn, Roman's
1: going to appear. He's got to. Real. Ooh.
0: Yeah, that that's I don't that's my, I don't
1: think I don't think we'll get a Roman appearance at all.
0: I don't see oh, it. I, I, I dude there's gonna be a main event and then if they want to plant that seed for LA Knight versus Roman, like I kinda oh. seen them kind of maybe doing, I think that would be yep. the easiest well, way to do it.
1: Well well, first off, like I think the seed is planted. That's why LA Knight is involved in this whole thing to begin with, is cause he kinda called Roman out in that one promo. Right? Where he was kind just like of, I yeah. want yeah, because he was like, I just want to be champion. You know, he he named every champion in the book, and he was like, hell, even Roman Reigns. Yeah, but and, that,
0: I mean that that's also the other champions too. So like, it's yeah, it could be anybody. Yeah, like, yes,
1: but the bloodline take it personally, and now now he is on Roman's radar, so they've already planted that seed. But Another thing that I, I want to talk about is, that is Cody. Oh what?
2: My only thing about
0: that is, what about when AJ Styles returns? uh styles is getting him at Saudi
1: yeah
0: but then that's what I mean like do you
1: then wh- we're wh- well,
0: yeah, what are you gonna do with with LA night are you gonna have styles come back at Fastlane instead of Roman do you have styles come back at lane and set up that match wh- do you do night at royal rumble I don't I don't know it's no gonna he's,
2: he's gonna be in the rumble
1: it's gonna be
0: interesting He's not winning them. No.
1: Well, and then and then the third thing is apparently on Raw. Cody made mention that with Jay hopping over to Raw, it opened a roster spot over in SmackDown that someone should fill, kind of like wink, wink, tongue in cheek. So you know, there's still that story to tell. I think Roman's just got a lot of uh, a lot of time just to kill until that. Yeah, well, that's what overall, we're doing right now. We're yeah. just
0: killing time until Cody wins the Elimination
1: Chamber. Yeah, I don't even think Cody wins the Rumble. Which, no, no, hey, that, that's Walter. Yeah, I think I think that's Walter. Cody can but, win the Chamber. Yeah,
2: which no, 100%. Cody win the Chamber isn't one hundred percent guaranteed. By the
0: way,
1: oh, I think it's one hundred percent
0: guaranteed. I don't, yeah,
1: because all my money is on Walter winning. And the uh, challenging, challenging whoever the world heavyweight champion is, whether it be Seth or Shinsuke or um, whoever.
2: It's going to be Seth. I've just got my theories. Old Vinny Mac's going to be back full time by WrestleMania.
0: We're going to see The Rock versus the Rock.
1: I don't know. Vinny Mack might be in front yeah, of Yeah, Vinny Mack
0: might be, he might be future endeavored. Hey, Brother.
2: he knows how to weasel his way out, though. So hey, I,
0: I might, I, if that happens, I might do, I buy myself special on the show.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, we just gave Kyle an open (laughs) mic for two hours by himself.
0: Uh, No, but, um, yeah, a lot happened in WWE um, this week. Raw, I I loved. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so that that was the weekly shows. Now let's get into the news. Mm. Um, So I have some roster news to discuss about WWE. Do we ever. Um, So – Edge has apparently been removed from WWE's internal roster. Mm -hmm. Um, You can still find him on like the public page on WWE.com, but internally he's no longer listed on the roster. His contract officially expires on the 30th and as of October. Yeah. Yeah. And on October 1st, he is free to do whatever. There is no, no compete, nothing. He could sign wherever and appear wherever. On the flip side, ESPN broke news that Jade Cargill has now signed with WWE. And the fact that ESPN is the one reporting, Jade's at the top of the card. She's being treated like a megastar out the gate. And I haven't been a massive fan of Jade Cargill. So I'm hoping that this run is what everyone says it's going to be. So far it's looking really really cool.
0: Yeah, I um I mean, you can attest to this. I've been a big Jade fan from yep. the beginning. Um I, I know she's still a little green. Um it is absolutely the right call to just shoot her to the top. You, yep. I, I to say, I'd say skip NXT if you want to give her some training to have her trained at the PC behind the scenes not on TV and then jump to the main roster.
1: Oh, um, I would I would I would 100% like tape those vignettes. Yes. Like, like she doesn't need to appear on NXT. Yes. But you yes. give her, like, a few, a, two or three months, especially building up to the Rumble, of those, like, Jade Cargill is, you know, arriving kind of vignettes, and it's her training. Yeah, I wouldn't. Just saying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. have her debut at
0: the Rumble. You wouldn't? No. Yeah. I, unless, she's, unless she wins, and I just don't think she's going to win. What if she just debuts at Mania? I could, I, I'd love it. What if like Bianca did open challenge and there goes Jade or something? Because they're gonna want to do Bianca and Jade together. Oh, that's yes. That that is definitely that that is definitely their match. And then I think Jade and Charlotte would be awesome too. Yeah, and then Jade and Charlotte's another one. And I think Jade and Rio would be also really really good too. Oh my! So they got they got options here. And then um, you don't have to rush her. Just make sure she's ready. Give her a gimmick. Remember. You know, everyone said that AEW didn't push her. I mean, she was champion, undefeated for 600 days. The problem with the AEW booking is they didn't give her a story or us to care about it. Yeah, And that's what WWE is going to try to do. So, just step aside, Vince. Just let Triple H and the team
1: work on it, and it'll be right. Yeah, AEW never booked Jade wrong, necessarily. They booked around her wrong. Jade had no story going into any of those matches, and she beat and everyone was, so quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they were just—it was just wiping through the roster one after another. So got... they like, you know, they got their point across. Jade looks like a million bucks, but the rest of the roster looked like shit in the process,
2: and still do, to be honest. But we'll
1: I that. think, I think, hot take: whenever she does debut in WWE, I wouldn't have her win.
0: Mm. Yeah, she's winning.
1: <laughs> she's winning a lot. Well, we'll so see. Maybe ready. hey, if she's wrestling Nia Jax though. She'd squash her.
0: Honestly. Yeah, I bet Nia, would Nia, Nia would, bro. Yeah.
1: Nia would. No,
0: not Nia would get squashed. Dude, All you right. don't think they're going to put some stock under We we've said a lot. Yeah. Christian, let's you move go on. AEW.
2: All right. So not a ton of matches happened on AEW this week actually. But let's cover the action that was there. Alright, so the good old classic random international title match happened. Ray open
1: Challenge. Yeah. They're all Open Challenges. Yeah,
2: everything Everything is <laughs> Open Challenge anymore, it seems like. But Ray Fettick successfully defended his AEW International Championship against
1: Jeff Jarrett, who we all <laughs> love. Oh, yeah. Next. Don't make me do it. But they actually set
2: up a number one contenders match for the title. Nick Jackson, the machine Brian Cage, and Claudio Castagnoli faced off in a triple threat blind eliminator match.
0: Brian Cage didn't win. And he Claudio got the pin. He took the pin. Yeah. And he took the pin. Of course he did. They don't have any plans for him, if you were wondering. But go on. Uh, it looked
2: like for a while they were going to start doing something with him, but no. No. No, they, they don't care about him. But Nick Jackson surprisingly comes out the winner my money was on claudio
0: but oh yeah i i I picked nick jackson from the start
2: that was that was a bit of a surprise for me yeah it's a bit of a risk i mean he's been a tag team guy this whole time we i mean how many singles matches has he done in AEW?
0: Mm, he he's done some and dynamite i would say most five six yeah. I could be way off, but I think it's around five or six. This, this yeah. is gonna
2: be a huge change of pace to see Nick Jackson going after Engels title, especially after everything that happened at um what's that paper we just reviewed? Oh um, all in. Yeah, all in. So But who's
0: he gonna be facing?
2: Penix. It's for the international title.
0: Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I know. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, it, it is going to be Fenix. Um, that match is going to be really, really good. Oh, yeah. that it is that's going cool. to be awesome. Yeah. Um. So, also, when I went into the night, I was very, very confused. So, I thought the Fatal Four way you're about to go to, and then the first one, and then the first two guys would face, and then. It was, but I was completely off, and they did not do a great job explaining it. So, I was confused pretty much the whole night. But go on.
2: Yeah, a Dynamite was a bit confusing this week, but it was the fatal four way. Let's cover the fatal four way. Austin Gunn versus Nick's brother, Matt Jackson, versus Orange Cassidy versus Penta L0. I thought this match was pretty entertaining with the winner being Orange Cassidy. This was some wrestle dream, dream match. They, that's what they hyped it up to be. So, I mean, it was kind of just there. I guess it, it's meant to get you hyped for the Wrestle Dream event that's happening on Sunday.
1: I'm not hyped about it. Dude, I totally missed that announcement. I, it, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, it's. Until it's literally like, until like two days ago. And then like all my feed is like, Wrestle Dream, Dream matches. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I, yeah. It's just I'm not buying it.
2: Dream matches. There's really no point to it. Just It's a money grab, pretty much. I'm not, I'm not going on my way to watch it. I mean, if it's Sunday, I got planned Sunday anyway,
1: so I'm not going out. Yep. I don't. My team got squashed on Thursday. I am actually going to
2: the Browns game Sunday. Again, I just went last week. But um, that's a different topic today. <laughs> Final match we're going to cover here. Julia
0: Hart defeated Willow Nightingale by submission.
2: Maybe they got plans for Julia Hart. I don't know. I mean, well,
0: she's getting the um, TBS title match at Russell Dream against um. Oh, Stat that's Lander. right.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Statlander came out at the end of this match, and Julia Hart kind of hid
0: behind um.
2: Was it Brody? Brody. King? Yeah. Hid behind Brody King, sitting there just laughing and smiling. I love him. I love both of those people.
0: Yeah. Willow's good herself. You know, Willow. Yeah. Willow's getting better. You know, I. I she's got the ring work down. We just need more reason to care. But I think it'll get there.
2: Yeah. One more
0: uh, thing
2: about Dynamite this week, and me and Kyle talked about this. So, as far as the AEW world title picture is concerned, Dylan, I don't know if you've seen AEW yet, <laughs> but it looks like we've got MJF's new challenger. This is just me and Kyle's speculation. It's not guaranteed. With the injury to Adam Cole and really not many people to choose from the AEW roster at the moment. At least anybody that's not built up enough. Jay White looks like he is stepping up to the plate to have a potential one on one match for the AEW world title against MJF. Now, he's not gonna win. Let's just they're not putting the belt on Jay White.
1: I was gonna say, could
0: you imagine though? I, I think I I think it would be a good option.
2: Especially with this group, but I still think the end goal is Adam Cole, especially when he gets better. Because
0: dude, that's... we just don't know when he's gonna come back. Yeah, he broke his neck. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it could be months before we even see him, and then you got to build that back up again.
2: Yeah. Which the 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 story is there for Adam Cole and MJF.
1: Yeah, and I don't think the story necessarily needs the title either. No, it did um, not. A, kind I mean, of. I think I think it does, but it doesn't. I think you could. Work a story, a very good story between the two without the title on the line. This I think it like would be better if, with the title. Though. The the title. Oh, I mean, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily need it.
2: But I mean, I mean, we're just starting to run out of options here of who could beat MJF right now. Yeah, you got JY, Adam Cole. I could see Takesha.
0: yeah, I could too. Yeah, Bernard, I could too.
2: Still, Sammy Guevara. I. Still mm.
0: need... Not yet. I think yeah. out of the Don Callis right now, I I think they're gonna push uh Takeshka a oh. little bit more right now.
1: Why not? Why not let Jericho do it? No. So then Jericho can drop it to the Don Callis guys. Mm.
0: Jericho doesn't
2: need Jericho doesn't a to world title.
1: That'd be a risk.
2: Jericho, Jericho doesn't need world title. Jericho time. needs to keep putting
0: over people.
2: He doesn't. Hey, uh,
0: Christian, what do you think of the uh, cliffhanger that happened?
2: The cliffhanger.
0: Did you not see this? Oh,
2: are you talking about the attack?
0: Yeah, against oh, the attack. Oh, yeah. So, come I'm on, man. I've been right. waiting all day talking about this.
2: <laughs> I, I didn't write that in my notes, dude. <laughs> I, I don't normally write segments in my notes that much. I just try to cover matches. Yep. There was an attack backstage featuring four masked men on um, MJF. There's, I, I've read online about this. I see
0: that happen. I have my theory.
2: Do you, Kyle, what's your theory?
0: Okay, so I saw five. I don't know if everyone else did. I saw five guys. Five guys sounds awesome right now. But regardless, (laughs) um, regardless, so Cole, I don't think in any way is a work. I I saw some people speculating that could be work and they're just really working around this. I don't think that's the case. No. So and they attack Jay White, which is really interesting. <laughs> so what are you going to do with this story? Who gets involved in it? We know three of the guys right out of the gate. It's Roddy and then the mm-hmm. kingdom. And those are three no questions asked. Now the other two, in my opinion, I think the other one is newly re-signed Bobby Fish. And I think the leader is returning Kyle O'Reilly.
2: I do think Mm. Kyle O'Reilly's involved. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I I, I think those five make a lot of sense. And then when Cole's ready to come back, turn on NGF, boom, Undisputed Era back. I mean, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, that's just me.
2: And you'd have the kingdom involved with that too.
0: Yeah, and then you have the kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's perfect sense.
1: I think that's very compelling. But let's be honest, um, the man under the devil mask is none other than um, CM Punk. So, could you imagine? (laughs) No, Um, it is Vladimir Kozlov. That's my prediction.
0: Yeah, but he lost a lot of weight.
2: You guys are both wrong.
1: It's the big guy.
0: Yeah, it could be the big guy. You're just uh, stretching
1: that shirt uh, a little bit. Oh, the big guy, Joey Mercury?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joey Ryan? Um, <laughs>
1: stop.
0: All right. Well, uh, this has gotten places. Um, all right. So we, uh, we're going to segue from AW uh, to my segment. Are you guys ready? Yep. yep. All right. So, very interesting segment here that it just broke today. So, according to Fightful, the great Muda was on an interview this week saying that WWE and pro wrestling Noah could potentially work together down the road. Apparently, SmackDown will air on the same network as Noah in early October in Japan. Remember, um, The Great Muta was inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame this year, mentioned Triple H in the interview, so there could really be something there down the line. Here's the thing. Could it be a quick partnership? Noah and WWE potentially... Combining together to create NXT Japan? Or the worst scenario, could it be WWE maybe buying the Japanese promotion and then turning it into NXT Japan? There's a ton of talent on that roster. Like, tons. You have Jake Lee. You have former NXT star Timothy Thatcher. You have Hayata. You have uh, Nakajima. um, You have, I think, one of the best workers in the world right now ninja mac um the list goes on and on so uh dylan what's your what's your thoughts on potentially
1: noah and wwe doing something together i think it'd be really really cool um i've been a bit big advocate for wwe to do some sort of like crossover with other promotions now i get a lot of people like you said are speculating that this is going to be nxt japan um which I believe has been confirmed is, is happening, or that's part of their expansion plan, right?
0: Is that, I don't know. I don't pay attention I, to one Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, so yeah, a lot, of, a lot of rumors, like you said, is that they're buying out Noah, Whether it's a buyout and a merger or whatever, WWE should do more crossover events. Um, but yeah, that's probably what it's going to lead to. I, I still think it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Like the talent yeah. that you could potentially see. That'd be really cool.
2: What do you think, Christian? I've always wanted to see WWE do what AW does with the Forbidden Door type defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I mean, there's a lot of great workers in WWE. There's a ton of great workers in Japan. There's dream matches to be had within this company. Yeah, and I mean, WWE, yeah. they've never, they've never branched out before. Really, I mean, the stuff they did with Black and Gold was different because that was guys being pulled up from indies. Up to what was basically supposed to be another indie show, but turn into a major pro wrestling show.
1: Well, yeah, they were they were just signed.
2: Yeah, they were. Yeah, signed.
1: that was yeah. But yeah, it wasn't like a crossover.
2: This this could be a great thing, especially to get some of those Japan names more exposure to the Americans over here. And because there's a lot of big names that I think are WWE ready that just don't get the exposure, so nobody these guys really are. But I've always wanted to see WWE do something like this just, just because – imagine the possibilities, right? Yeah. I, I mean,
0: Dragon Lee versus Ninja Mac right away, I think, would be – and Timothy Thatcher versus Sheamus. I mean, the list goes on and oh, on. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah.
2: I, we, we could probably sit here and just name 20 each.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of – I mean, Jake Lee versus Gargano. I mean, Nakajima versus Ronald. I mean, the list goes on and on. But Mm. I I do, I think we all agree that it could be a really good thing for WWE and we'll have to uh, see if potentially something happens there. But are you guys ready for the Indies this week? Yes, sir. All Mm. right. This week, I'll be highlighting advanced pro wrestling based out of
1: Clayburn,
0: Texas. Sorry if I butcher that. Talk about some of the action, starting with Olivia Vegas defeating Aaron Iris with a modified face buster, Viper beat Jester with a standing toss. Jason Bruce retained his APW heavyweight title against Xander Blade, but Blade won the match technically by DQ. The last match we will talk about is Senior J beating Rock Bannon to capture the APW Chaos title to cap off a great night of action. My MVP this week goes to Jason Bruce. I really liked how he did everything to retain his title. And he got a really good reaction from the crowd. It's just the little things, just the emotion, just really doing anything he can to, um, I guess, recapture or win that title. I just I loved everything about it. So go check out Advanced Pro Wrestling on YouTube.
1: Awesome stuff. We will be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys give them a like and a follow. And if you have any promotions or wrestlers that you'd like Kyle to highlight, for his indie segment, please send your suggestions our way.
0: All right, Dylan. Are you ready for the star spotlight? Mm-hmm. Why don't you uh, get into
1: it. All right. My star spotlight was actually picked by Chloe this week. Um, and it is Serena Deeb. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. <laughs> uh, Serena Deeb. I first remembered Serena as um, kind of the sidekick in the straight edge society with the shaved head. (laughs) Um, But she eventually, when she was let go by WWE after that run, um, really did a lot of cool stuff on the indies and actually won a lot more titles than I was familiar with. Uh, She's a six-time OVW Women's Champion, a one-time NWA Women's World Champion, which I believe she beat Thunder Rosa for. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. um, and as well as an FCW champion, which was in uh, WWE's independent. Um, yeah, since 2020, she's been in AEW, and Kyle pushed for her to be women's world champion at one point. They never pulled the trigger, and um, never will. Yeah, no, yeah, they never will. Um, but, yeah, that's my uh, spotlight this week. Serena Deeb. Yeah, I,
0: I think Serena Deeb is too good not to be on TV. Um, yeah. I, no, there's reports going on that, like, it's either there is a big, like, breakdown and miscommunication between management and her. There's also another story that she's dealing with an injury right now. So, I really don't know what to believe. Right. But if her contract's up, remember, she loves – uh Eo Sky, She loves Asuka. And uh she loves another another girl that I'm gonna talk about maybe at the later show. So I because she maybe returned the WWE under more of a guidance of Triple H influence. We'll have to wait and see. But why uh, not Christian,
1: why not as a uh, coach to NXT yeah, I mean, and it's like an occasional wrestler. Yeah,
0: yeah you can do that. But uh Christian what do you got?
2: Uh two quick points. One, I know who Kyle's is mine this week? yeah i uh, i don't think so uh i <laughs> no.
0: you've been talking about her all week long no it's actually not a woman oh so i i think i'm gonna shock you with mine but uh let's get kind of yours. uh and another
2: thing uh i didn't know she won all those titles i had no clue dude, <laughs> i've
0: been i've been singing her i do i've been saying her praises since i'm doing quite I'm a while yeah yeah
2: She's gr- she's good. Don't get me wrong. She just doesn't get used in AEW like she should. Yep. I mean, but we can say that about a lot. My superstar spotlight this week goes to one Dragon Lee. As Dylan mentioned, he did fall short in the NXT North American Title match this week against Dominic Mysterio. But clearly, the talent and everything is there, and it seems like WWE has big plans for him. As this week, or actually tonight. He appeared on Friday Night SmackDown at ringside, and he will have a match next week against one half of A Town Down Under, Austin Theory. I expect Dragon Lee to be to run the mid card for a little bit, maybe even get up to the world title picture in a year. I don't know. We will see. But this is a guy that's charismatic, and he is amazing in the ring. I didn't realize how good he was until I watched him Monday night.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, him and AEW
1: is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Kyle said he should have skipped NXT altogether.
0: Oh, he's way too good for NXT. Oh, yeah. I can see that now. Yeah, no, he's way too good now. I understand the character aspect thing, but with the guidance under Ray and potentially maybe even joining the LWO, remember, we still have Carlito somewhere in the mix. He's signed, (laughs) so like I think there's a lot of options for him to grow on the character side, and we know how good he is in the ring.
1: Oh yeah, I think I I think his WWE run has gone the way it should. I wasn't against putting him at NXT, but doesn't need a lengthy run down there. Few months, get him acclimated, and then just kind of like slowly transition to the main roster where he's probably going to be a mainstay.
0: Yeah, uh, pretty
1: soon. Yeah,
0: I so. mean, he's been the second best you know wrestler in NXT, so I do expect him to have a uh, a really good run on the main roster. Yeah. yeah. But um, we're gonna, we're going to get into mine real quick. Um, obviously, my number one, it will always be this week, uh, Tegan Knox, talking about her all week. That's, uh, that's actually one of my favorites, but um, I'm gonna give it to someone different. I'm actually gonna give it to OVW's Jesse Godders. I feel like Ooh. he has been an unsung hero in the indie scene, especially at OVW. He has won every title there is to offer pretty much at that promotion. Really been an anchor for that company. Recently retained the OVW National Heavyweight title against Dylan's guy, Jack Vaughn. Also beat EC3 recently as well. Godders has a great power game. Getting better at the telling a story, ring psychology aspect. This is not someone that's going to you know be a five-star machine. Very reliable, consistent, great wrestler for OVW to build around and be their top guy of the promotion. And he has grown so much since his like TNA Impact like crossover kind of days. But uh, Jesse Godders is the uh, star spotlight for me this week.
1: I I don't think you guys were expecting that one. No, I do oh. love me some Jack Vaughn though. You yeah, Jack Vaughn's right. great.
2: This was not at all expected. I was hundred percent convinced you were going with Tegan Knox. <laughs> yep, You am know, saving it. All you've done is text me about her all week long. And uh, yeah, dude, that's... I was just messing with you when I said she's green. I didn't actually mean that. I just wanted to mess with you. I was,
0: dude, I dude, I, I, was about to explode because I was oh, like, you dude, know, she probably did. did. <laughs> you know how long she's been wrestling, right? But uh, oh, she looks, yeah, stuck. I get a little, I get the big three, like my big three in the main roster is Gargano, LeRae, and then Tegan right now. I get a little defensive over them. So, um, but yeah, good star spotlight this week as always. Yep. But we're going to get into the main portion of the show. Um, WWE FamSlam 2018 review time. As always, we'll break down every match and give it a grade at the end. The event took place on March 11th, 2018 in Columbus, Ohio, and was the final SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view. Heavy.com gave the event a 7 out of 10. So let's see if we agree. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Um, We had a pre-show match. With our guy Tyler Breeze, Fondango, and Ty Dillinger beating Mojo Raleigh, Chad Gable, and Shelton Benjamin, I bet there was a lot of story going on in the uh, the Mojo team there. But um, oh yeah, um, opening up, Shinsuke Nakamura coming off the Royal Rumble win against Rusev with Aiden English in his corner. The Rusev Day gimmick is in full force as Nakamura is coming off the 2018 Royal Rumble victory. As I said. The crowd is split on who they want to win. Quick takeover by Rusev. Quick knee strike into a drop or a knee drop by the artist. Rusev walks out of the ring. In about five minutes, nothing happened in this match. Once again, he leaves the ring. These two brawl on the outside, knee left on the apron. Angus provides a slight distraction. Rusev takes full control as he uses the outside area to his advantage. Nakamura locks in the heel hook. Uh, Enziguri by Rusev uh, turns the tide once again. Shinsuke with a quick kick, uses the combination knees, then a big knee strike as Rusev was on the top rope. Rusev uh, going for a big super kick as Nakamura uses a kick for to the neck for separation. Misses his finisher, almost gets locked into the accolade. Rusev hits a giant super kick, which was the best part of this match. Kinsasha to the neck, hits it clean to the face as the baby face gets the win. Listen, I love both guys. Uh, there's some cool spots here um, here and there. Um, this was an absolute snooze fest. A lot of this match just didn't have anything going on. It was very slow, very inconsistently paced. There was nothing too exciting. There was not enough on the outside. It just felt like a random match that had no purpose of being on. And this match was Horribly written by Vince and the, and the guys. Um, not much else to say about, it, in my opinion, Dylan. Uh, why don't you get into it,
1: dude? I don't remember a lick of this pay per view. That really should tell you, yeah. I mean, b- before I watched it, okay. Um, because we talked about it last week where you're like, What do you think happened? and I'm like, Dude, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I'm like I don't, and this is again just one of those things. It was just kind of forgettable to me. Um, like you said, I thought it was poorly written. I thought the effort was there. Yeah, you know, I like I like both guys involved. I don't think it's a good representation of your, you know, most recent Royal Rumble winner. Um, I, I I I don't know. It just felt kind of off. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: that's that's the best way to explain it, uh, Christian. What do you think?
2: Uh, I'm just like Dylan. Um, I didn't remember anything about this pay per view, and that's saying something. Because, I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I like to think I'm pretty well knowledgeable on past WWE events. Yep. So if I don't remember a WWE event, like I asked my one friend, he he always tells his friends I can tell him any pay per view from any year and every result. He asked me about this, and I'm like, dude, I don't I don't have a clue. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember sitting and watching this. I didn't even remember Shinsuke won the Rumble that year. I thought that was the year before. So, and it's really sad how this match turned out because Shinsuke, we know, could always go in the ring. He was a big signing out of Japan going into black and gold. I know. I know. I'm spoiling. Rusev, I always thought he was one of the most mistreated workers in WWE. Had a nice U.S. title run, but even that didn't feel like what it should be. Important. Yeah, yeah it, it didn't feel important. That's the right word for it.
1: What about that feud with Lashley, though?
2: Next. Yeah, next. Let's not talk about that horrendous thing. But yeah, it's just really unfortunate how badly this match was written. And this match dragged. This, this match dragged really bad. Yeah. I mean, besides the super kick, which was a nice kick, I had a lot of impact. Dude, he slapped at me. Yeah. This match just had nothing to sink your teeth into.
0: Uh, would you give it out of five?
2: I went with a two. I like both guys in the ring, so I give them a little bit of props for trying to get this over, but that's about it. Dylan,
0: uh, two point two. Uh, I give it a one point seven. I and I cannot believe I'm giving that to a Rusev versus Nakamura match. Oh, but good. dude, there was just the whole time it was literally knock or a uh, Rusev out of the
1: ring and nothing going on. So like, it's just. It's just very odd. Do you want to know what TJR Wrestling gave it? What? 3.5. <laughs> 10 or 5? Out of
0: 5. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know what. He must have been watching a different match. But um, going into the next match, Randy Orton challenges Bobby Roode for the United States title. Orton gets a quick <laughs> advantage, wrist lock by the glorious one, shoulder tackle by Orton. And one, what are you laughing about?
1: Dude, this card is a fever dream, bro.
0: Yeah, and one by the champion. Uh, big back elbow by Orton as we're back to a stalemate. Chop by Rude as he also counters the RKO as he leaves the ring to slow things down, which seems like the theme of the night so far. Glorious CDT <laughs> reverse as Orton uh, leaves the ring. Jinder Mahal watching backstage. What the B- Big suplex on the ropes <laughs> by Orton attacking the midsection. The commentary alluded to. As Orton needs a clothesline for a one count. Root chin locked by the champion, reverse suplex by Orton to get time to recover. Jumping clothesline by the champ as the Viper starts to get his comeback in full force. Middle rope DDT as these two continue to reverse each other, driving Rubes back into the barricade. These two struggle at the top. Big powerbomb by the champion for a near fall. Superplex by Orton for near fall. Saxton asks Kevin Dunn for a replay. And he absolutely messes it up. I I don't know if you guys mentioned or saw this, but Saxton was like, hey, Kevin, can I get a replay? And, dude, he totally botched the angle, and I was laughing the whole time. Uh, Good (laughs) job, buddy, there on that one. Um, And then we go really into a spine buster by Rude as he goes for a top rope shoulder block, eats an RKO, one, two, three, and Orton wins the title. Not sure if I heard it right, but this made Orton a Grand Slam champion
1: officially. Yeah, it did. Um,
0: after the match, we see Jinder hardbody Mahal, but <laughs> he'd say Glorious DDT as he hits Orton one two. Um, there were some near falls. The ending wasn't bad, but my goodness, was this one of the most dragged and slow <laughs> matches ever? Um it felt like we, it really honestly felt like we watched the same part of the match for 15 minutes. <laughs> this was a regular wrestling match with nothing to sink your teeth into, like Christian said in the last one. On paper, it should have been an absolute barn burner. Potential main event of the show. But awful writing again really hurt them. Especially what came after this. Um, Rude should have won... The title, in my opinion, but obviously, you got to look at the guy who's running things. Um, Vince uh, goes back to Orton, and um, Dylan. Do you know what? Uh, <laughs> do you know what came after uh, with the whole IC title or United States title scene? Do you know what like happened afterwards there?
1: What are we going into WrestleMania Thirty? So it, yeah,
0: so four. it was the Fatal Four Way between Rude, Orton, Rusev, yep. and Mahal.
1: Yeah, and Mahal won. Mahal wins and then l- drops it like a week or yeah. so later to Jeff Hardy. That's right. Oh my God, what are we? What are we doing here? I don't. I don't think it was the night after WrestleMania. I think it was the week after WrestleMania. It was. But yeah, 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 Jeff Hardy won the title very quickly off of Mahal, um, if I remember right. Uh, Christian, get into it. I I got nothing.
0: else to say about it. Oh, I love Bobby Roode. How oh. in Orton yeah
2: i love both these guys Randy orton's my favorite pro wrestler ever i've always loved bobby rube from the beer money days in tna always thought he got the shaft in wwe every single time he stepped in the ring he won the u.s title congratulations what'd he do with it nothing nope it just, just showed... made
1: him a grand slam champ
2: i'm talking about Rube.
1: oh never mind
2: but yes, or a grand slam champion. But that was all. This was for was just making grand slam. Champion. Sorry,
1: Chloe's playing Zelda right now. I'm like mesmerized.
2: I'm tell her to turn it off. But um, yeah, this was just sad. I mean, you've got two of your best workers in the entire company going on for a championship, and this was match two. Yeah, match two of this pay per view. This should have been the main event. Look. Yeah, we're
1: not off to a great start.
2: No, we are not off to a great start at all. I love both these guys. This is some of the worst writing I've ever seen. But look who's writing it.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Don't go ahead. Yeah. I mean, copy and paste from the first match. You know, it's a match on paper that should have been much better. It was just poorly written, and yeah, this could have been worse. Uh, this could have yeah. been. This could have been great. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna
0: start voting here. I give it a 1.4. Uh, don't go ahead. Yeah, I'm at 1.5. All right, Christian. I'm also at 1.5. This just oh, mean, this is it's sad to give that grade to you know that kind oh, of competitors that Orton and love are. You said what? I said
2: I, I love these two as well.
0: Yeah, I know. God. But um, we're gonna move on. So we saw a vignette for the upcoming Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Stephanie McMahon and Triple H Mania match that actually turned out to be pretty fun. I was shocked. Um, so we, we need some energy. We need a good match. So we're going to segue into Naomi and Becky Lynch versus Natalia and Carmella. <laughs> a quick slap followed by a tag to Natalia. <laughs> Becky tags Naomi, double kick or back kick by the two followed by headlock these kicks are the two kicks followed by a very close And rana modified stunner as she is getting all her offense in natalia turns the tie power bomber near fall take down plus a double leg stretch as the heels are rolling scraping the face of naomi on the canvas elbow drops uh, on the shoulders followed by headlock natalia tries to mock the crowd but they could not care less about this <laughs> match reverse so, scorpion nice. luck by Carmella, keeping the Keeping the face in their corner, cutting the ring in half. Tag to Becky. Very weird missile drop kick by Becky as Naomi tags in um, again with a sunset flip. Becky back in, leg drop for near fall. Reverse Hurricane Rana, but broken up by Naomi. Super kick to Becky as Cremella and Natalia, literally off of one super kick, get the win here. Um, listen, I credit her for trying. This was just not good. Uh, Not a lot of exciting offense besides a flurry by Naomi, as this did not make any of them look good. Like I said, the crowd was not interested. This felt more of a SmackDown and honestly, main event match. Um, It was just random. Um, 2018 Carmella might have been one of the worst pro wrestlers in 2018. She was not good at all. She's gotten a little bit better, not much. But, oh, dude, this would... This was hard to watch, in my opinion. Um, uh, uh, Dylan, what what'd you think? Um, next. All right, Christian, you got any uh, analysis?
1: Zero. Out of five.
0: <clears throat> you gave a zero. Oh, All right, I, gave,
1: I didn't give it a zero. zero. I gave yeah, I give I give it a point eight for trying. This was. Oh, I was. This I was even nicer than you. I gave it a one point three.
0: Yeah, dude, this was just not. I, this was just not good.
1: And it, here's the thing. It's not their fault. It's,
2: it's not, not their fault. It's, I'm not giving the zero to the wrestlers. I'm giving the zero to the writing team.
0: So um, we are off to a very hot start.
2: <laughs> Barnburn. Uh,
0: Fastlane uh, 2018. Yeah. We are going to segue, though, to the New Day. Challenging the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. I think this was their first and only um, match against each other. Finally, a match with some (laughs) juice and a good story going in. A (laughs) once-in-a-lifetime. A (laughs) A quick tag into a double super kick as Kofi and Xavier are the competitors for the contest. Uso's controlling the contest until Kofi tags in. Hits comeback followed by a boom drop spinning heel kick by, by Jay. Uh, but eats a hip attack by Kofi as the match breaks down. Boom drop by Jimmy. Midnight hour by the champs for a near fall. Multiple super kicks by Woods. Uso splashed by Kofi for another near fall. Double suicida by the champs as everyone is taken out. And all of a sudden, the Bludgeon Brothers come out and absolutely (laughs) destroy everyone at ringside. Nailing Xavier with a double kick into a double suplex on the outside. The beatdown was actually really well done, in my opinion. Dude, Kofi was getting tossed. Uh, Jay was getting tossed. Um, I think there was a powerbomb onto uh, Xavier onto the steps. Like, I, I This, to me, was the best part of what we yeah. got here. Um, other than that, it was a pretty standard Usos New Day match. Nothing crazy. Um, it did get the crowd into it and provided some excitement and juice, but just, I, I don't know. They, like The whole thing was to make the Bludgeon Brothers look like a big threat. And yeah. boy, they were not, they did not follow up with this at all. Um, I, I guess in the long term, at least. But um, <laughs> yeah, right, this, um, the match wasn't bad. The Bludgeon Brothers stuff was good. Um, Christian, what'd you think?
2: Yeah, uh, let's talk about the, the actual match before we get into the beat. <laughs> Anytime these two teams got together, I've said this before, I'm pretty sure you guys both said this before. There was There's never a bad match between them. No, teams.
0: they can't have a bad match.
2: They're, they're not always amazing or great, but they're never bad. Be, when you watch these two teams, you know you're going to get a decent match. Obviously, this was around the time where the Usos started becoming the Usos that we know today. Well, I guess not know today, but new. In-
0: yes, we know what you mean. Yep. Yeah,
2: right, right, right. So, I mean, this was kind of where, I guess you could say, their reigns of terror started. That's what I've always called them. And <laughs> it, they're... Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong. They're still relatively
1: fresh as a group in this. Who? No? The new day. Uh, yeah, I think they've been together at this point like three years, maybe.
2: Yeah, so I mean, still for them, relatively new, especially with how long they're still together now. They're just missing Biggie right now. Mm-hmm. They were always entertaining. Say what you want about the gimmick. I know it's kind of. It caters to the kids that watch the product. I get it, but it always worked. Especially the fact that that team could work as a heel or a face. And here they're mm. over. They have that intro where Biggie's going, ah, and all that gets the crowd going. Decent match here. Now the beating. Look, as much as I love a good old fashioned beatdown of somebody, I thought it was a little too long. I think they, it was long. It was I, yeah, dragged, yeah. It lingered. It dragged out just a little bit, and they went to like the commercial. I, I guess not a commercial break, but they took a break or whatever to show vignettes and whatnot. You came back, and they were still cleaning up the mess from it. I'm like, okay, this is starting to be a time waster now. Well,
0: they really, really tried to put this over.
2: Yeah, they did. But did they do anything with the Bludgeon Brothers?
0: That's up to Dylan. I don't
1: remember anything that they did with them. No. Really
0: they didn't do anything for them.
1: I think they got a very short smackdown tag title run,
2: which nothing. Yeah, so they Maybe. Yeah,
0: so so they beat the Usos and New Day at that Mania in 5 minutes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Which shows you the stock they had in those tag titles too by the way.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Do do you guys know that the um right after that year's WrestleMania, the next uh pay-per-view, so Okay, so mania. The next one is the greatest Royal Rumble, and then the one before that, Dylan, is uh, NXT Takeover New Orleans. Oh, and we will get to that one, but um, is that a good one? Uh, you could say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, this this definitely did drag, like you uh, said. Dylan, any thoughts? No,
1: I mean, <laughs> I I mean, I enjoyed the beatdown. Um, I enjoyed the match. I mean, it is what it is. It's a it's a USO's new day match. They always deliver. They're always fine. I can usually count on those being around the three star range. Um, that was just incomplete, but it made this other team look really strong. So I can't really complain about that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I mean it succeeded in the short term. Yes, I just you know, but in typical WWE fashion, especially at this time. Um, it didn't lead to very big picture things, unfortunately. Long- what would you grade it out? What would you grade out uh, of five? I'm 2.5. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Okay. All right, go ahead, uh, Christian.
2: Well, no, I feel like I'm a little bit too high. I'm at a three.
0: Yeah, I was, I was at a 2.5 as well. I don't think anything too crazy um, came out of this, but um, it made one every- team look good.
2: I thought it was all solid
0: besides a couple things. Yeah, you know, it's you know, it was uh, WWE in 2018. But yeah. um, we're going to move on. So we get a quick vignette of the one and only Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar uh, match at the upcoming WrestleMania. Yes. But we're going to segue into... <laughs> we're going to get into um, a match that I didn't even know existed. Ruby Riot challenges Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title. Really solid video package leading up to this event. And it looks like the feud wasn't bad either. I just don't remember any of it. Quick wrist lock by Ruby. Step up kick to the left hand. Ruby locks in a sleeper as they fall to the outside. As Charlotte nails Ruby into the barricade. As the Riot Squad come out to provide a distraction leading to a kick to the neck. Riot kick for a two count. Naomi and Becky come out to support Charlotte and even the odds. Love the aggressive side of Riot punches to the face, but eats a slingshot suplex. That straight jacket lock using the knee as added pressure rolled as Ruby actually had some impressive moves in this match, and their moveset actually looked really nice. That submission was also locked in for a minute. Yeah, (laughs) Um, Charlotte really needs a breather there. Uh, Flair goes for a moonsault and gets pushed off. Ruby has uh, countered everything the champ has had to offer, flair hits a moonsault off the barricade which is cool hurricane rana by ruby from the middle rope charlotte running down the chops the riot squad bait naomi and becky as it gets them ejected from ringside morgan and logan rain down punches on charlotte as they get ejected uh spear by charlotte figure eight as i couldn't stand i cannot stand when there is an immediate top out like Feel the pressure, like try to get out just something like yeah. the immediate tap. out really, it honestly took us uh, some points off here. Um, but um, Charlotte wins the title. Listen, everyone knew that Charlotte was winning. Everyone watching at home, everyone in that, in that arena knew Charlotte was winning. Um, I do think it went a little too long, maybe dragged a bit. But Ruby was impressive here at points and did not shy away from the spotlight as she went at it with Charlotte. Um, Like I said, everyone knew Charlotte was not losing. (coughs) But literally this whole match was to build for what happened after. As Asuka came out to set up their uh, match at Mania. This was not the cleanest match, but I loved how involved the Ride Squad was here and that they were the vocal point. The match checked most boxes it wasn't spectacular but in my opinion uh this was absolutely the best match of the night to this point so uh christian what'd you think
2: yeah i have to agree with that statement it's definitely the best match of the night the right to this point yes the riot squad interaction and the uh, interaction of i guess charlotte's team or yeah or i don't know if they were like backup. yeah yeah like their backup was nice and both of them I mean, it's a typical both teams get ejected for getting too involved and interfering and whatnot, seen it a hundred times. But it made sense, made it a true one-on-one. Nobody has the advantage. And I will always say, I liked, look, it was done way wrong. It was written way wrong. I like this version of Ruby Riot more than I like Ruby Soho. I do too.
0: I, I, you know, mean, I didn't even think about that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like the look of it theme song of it. I mean I know it's a group theme song, but I like everything more about this Ruby Riot than I do Ruby Soho. And I like Ruby Soho, don't get me wrong. I just think Ruby Riot's better. Ruby Riot, of course, was never used properly in WWE soccer. Because and look who she's in the ring. She's in the ring with Charlotte Flair, who Vince McMahon has a love for, apparently.
0: Yeah, that's his girl.
2: I, I'm I really more and more starting to see what you mean that yes. Charlotte is definitely the Vince girl. Yes. I, I definitely see that more. But this match was fine. Um, like you said, checks most boxes, not all of them. I, I agree with the whole tap out thing. Cause she was in that lock for five seconds
0: and then tapped out. Dude, I think it was two. Oh. I think it was two seconds.
2: Well, I'm over- yeah, two it seconds. yeah. I'm overestimating it. So, I mean, that does take away a little bit because she don't it, you know she don't feel pressure it's just i give up right away and oh, yeah, pretty, i can't stand that yeah i don't i don't love how the ending was this match wasn't bad i thought it was decent all right don't go ahead
1: yeah i th- i actually really like this match um mm. i agree the ending mm. was kind of rough um the only thing i could think of was to make charlotte look like this Super baby face. I, I I don't know. I guess to make her look. Everyone good. wanted Oscar to win, but go on. Well, that aside, you know, this was all just to set up that f- face off, basically. Yeah, so yes. this was just yes. a placeholder match. Um, but I really dug that this this Ruby Riot character, and I honestly think like this character against that Charlotte Flair, right person at the wrong time. Um, with the Oscar mm. stuff, obviously that was. Always going to be the plan. Um, but this, you know, this this showed potential of what Ruby could have done yes. in WWE. Because um, I thought this was a really, really good match aside from the finish.
0: Okay. Uh, what would you get a uh, grade out of five? Uh, I went 3.3. All right. Christian, go ahead. I went 3.5. Uh, I went 3.2. So we're all around there. Um, really quick. Um, so around this time, when the ride Squad were in full effect, Dylan, we'll start with you. Who did you think was the big start coming out of it? Ruby. All right, Christian, go ahead. Man, it's really it's Dylan knows my answer.
2: It's oh, yeah. really close between two of the names, but I do have to go with Ruby. Uh,
0: I said Sarah Logan was absolutely the best of the three.
2: That was my second. We were all that wrong. Was,
0: that was definitely my, yeah, yeah I know. And uh, Sarah Logan, I think, to this day, was very, very underutilized because she could probably still go now. So, oh
1: yeah, um, but she's got a really cool role now. So
0: yeah, and you know, watch out for them. I think they yeah. could be tag champions too. But uh, Maybe. we're going to segue into the main event. Very excited to talk about this. John Cena versus Dolph Ziggler versus Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens versus Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles. A six-pack challenge for the WWE title. Are you guys ready?
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Corbin's theme song absolutely ruled. As there is a ton of talent in this ring. Different journeys getting to this point, but who will walk away with the WWE title as Shane McMahon is ringside. AJ and Cena have a quick exchange as everyone is on the apron, beating down Cena, throwing him to the outside. Corbin dominating the match early as there is action everywhere. Reverse powerbomb by Styles. Facebuster follows that. Flying forearm to Corbin, uh, Roshiguroshi to Ziggler as AJ is taking everyone out. Owens and AJ fight on top rope. Other competitors come in DDT by Ziggler, gets crushed by Owens off a splash crowd is red hot so far cena not even in the action is still getting the main chant Choke slam by corbin but eats a zigzag double five knuckle shuffle by cena but eats a famouser by ziggler stfu by cena broken up by styles styles clashes cena but gets broken up by zane big right hand by corbin enormous hilarious by corbin owens deep six to aj destroying ziggler on the outside as the lone wolf is dominating battling on the outside uh Corbin and Ziggler are. Uh, Corbin runs into Ziggler through the plexiglass. F.U. to Styles through the announce table. Owens and Zayn meet in the ring. It's all about getting to WrestleMania, like commentary said. Zayn lays down for Owens, but gets caught in a small package. That these two beat uh, beat each other down. Backdrop on the apron. That was awesome. Owens super kicks Shane, as he sold out super well, in my opinion. Through the ropes DDT DT by Zayn. Pop-up powerbomb. Uh, to Ziggler, but Shane pulls the ref out of the ring. Haluva kick uh, goes for the pin, but Shane drags Zane out of the ring. Corbin grabbed the stairs, but Cena takes it right from him. F you to Corbin on the steps. F you to Ziggler as he eats a powerbomb by Owens. Phenomenal forearm out of nowhere uh, by AJ, and he retains the title, I believe, on Ziggler. This was very well done. Everyone got their time to shine. Multiple stories being told inside this match. This was very predictable, like the last match. But, man, this was nonstop action. Corbin looked like he belonged here. He really did. And I think that was one of the key goals here. Owens and Zayn were great as always. Ziggler stepped up once again. AJ did his job. And Cena continued to be great, even at not full-time at this point, I believe. Um, High-pressure situation as AJ retains the title. Setting up his match to Nakamura as Owens and Zayn are bound to face Shane in some way at this point. Entertaining spot fest, nothing to complain about, as uh, Cena's road to Mania seems very unclear at this point, according to commentary as well. But um, Dylan, what do you think of the match?
1: Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. And six-pack challenges are um, not super easy to put together. Um, sometimes they can be kind of clunky. I um, love them. Yeah, but when they're done right, they are, they are great. And this was great. Um, yeah, I didn't notice really any botches or mistakes. I thought the match was very clean. Um, everyone got their time to shine. Everyone looked like a million bucks. Uh, The right guy won, and um, yeah, I mean, I got no complaints at all. This was just a lot of fun. All right. Chris, go ahead.
2: Yeah, this, uh, this match had a lot of good action, I thought. Some good stories in it. The whole personal Owens and Zayn stuff, always fun to see between them two. I mean, We've seen, we've all seen probably every chapter of them two to this point, from the black and gold to twenty twenty three when you know that moment happened. So it's cool seeing that here, then kind of continuing. AJ and John Cena had a great rivalry in twenty sixteen over the title. So good to see them back in the ring together. Baron Corbin trying to find his way, truly, and Dolph Ziggler, that cagey vet, you know, trying to prove that. He could still be a world champion, top guy at the company. The, there was a lot of stuff to like in this match. Really liked all the action. Very predictable. That's my issue with it. We all knew AJ was walking walk, walking out with the win, no matter what. John wasn't winning. He's part-time. Owens and Zayn would move on to go do stuff as a tag team before splitting up again. So the predictability does kind of hurt it for me a little bit. But overall, actually was solid. A lot of really not a lot of rest points. And it's good, quick action.
0: Uh, would you give it a five? I go four point two. All right, don't go ahead. I'm at four point five. Uh, I'm at a, a solid four. So we're all around the same grade. As that concludes, WWE Fastlane 2018. All right, Dylan. Final thoughts. Match of the night. Grade out ten. Match of the night
1: is easily the uh, the main event. Yes. Uh, final thoughts. It was a night that was clearly carried by its main event. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, it was a very forgettable card. And unfortunately, the main event kind of falls to that same fate. Because, again, this was a match that I did not remember ever occurring. And that's a shame because it was a gem. Really? You didn't didn't remember this one? Dude, I don't remember Fastlane 2018 until you made me rewatch it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, I was just scrolling through my phone at the card. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> dude I was yeah so it was it was a it was a pretty forgettable night um but had a great main event and um everyone in that match looked really good so that's cool mm-hmm. and uh out of 10 I'm at a I'm at a 6 alright
0: Christian go ahead
2: well match of the night is clearly the women's tag match yep um, Uh, Six-pack challenge, obvious uh, match of the night. Thought that was the best written match of the night, and uh, very well done, so that gives my match of the night honors. Final thoughts, this is WWE in 2018. This is how it felt like every pay-per-view was. A lot of good names on this card, too. That's the unfortunate thing. There's a lot of great talent on this card. I mean, you look at Shinsuke and Rusev, two great in-ring talents. Thornton and Rude, two of the greatest people to do it ever in wrestling from any era, really. I mean, those two in 2018 could still go as much as they could in 2009. I mean, the, the women's tag match, there's talent to be seen there. Some of them were very green at this time, especially Carmella. Becky Lynch, look, say what you want. She is talented. Naomi, she's an athletic freak. Natalia, she's a vet. She knows how it works. But they just didn't get very good writing. New Day and Usos, all five of those guys, very talented. Riot and Flair. Riot was great, just misused. We know how good Charlotte Flair is. And all all the guys in the six-pack could really go. And it was well shown that match. But the problem with WWE is they showcase who they care about. Mm -hmm. Not who the fans or anything cares about. Yeah. And it, it just shows it's, it's unfortunate because you could find gems, build them up, and they turn to huge stars. We've we've seen it done in every company.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, you just you just named the you know one of the biggest reasons that WWE had under Vince. I mean, they cared about maybe one match out of the main event, the main event, and then everything else was just trying to fill time. Yeah, uh, with a card. I mean, I you said it right uh, this card, like you guys said, was very top heavy. The first three matches mm-hmm. yep. were. Skippable, and I'll never watch those again. Uh, Tag team match was fun. Could have been a lot better. I did like to showcase for Riot, but to my knowledge, nothing came from this. As Charlotte continues, to obviously, to be the vocal point. Main event was awesome, but again, another Vince show where he doesn't care about the undercard. um, Only puts effort into the main event scene. Overall, not a very impressive show. Highlights, but a lot of disappointments, too. Um, Match of the Night, obviously, the six-pack challenge. Uh, Did you grade it, Christian?
2: Oh uh, no, I didn't. I <laughs> I gave it a five point five.
0: I gave it a four point nine. Wow! Um, I thought this was very skippable. Uh, was I thought not... I was super low. Yeah, I, I I did not did not enjoy this. And um, yeah, yeah. dude, I got, I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see what else happened in two eighteen. To be honest with you, maybe before and a little bit after this, but um, oh boy, I'll tell uh, you that not much at all. Yeah, that's what I thought. But that, my friends, is Fastlane 2018. Yep. Um, Dylan, dummy moment of the week, what you got?
1: All right, my dummy moment of the week goes to Vince Russo. Oh, uh, I know where this is going.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Vince Russo was on Busted Open Radio, and he was talking about Cody Rhodes' booking in WWE. You know, Vince Russo, the, the great booker, and um and writer that he was uh gives his input and says quote Cody Rhodes is not over to the casual fan he's not i have no interest in watching raw if he was a mega star on that show i would if he were if he was the mega mega star i would want to watch them that's what casual fan is bro if it's good i'm going to watch it if it's bad i'm going to watch something else um you yeah, must be watching so, a
0: different show.
1: Yeah, so he said Cody Rhodes um, has done nothing in this WWE run. Um, and that he's not over. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you guys that, next week. And that
1: Cody doesn't, you know, draw attention. However, in other news, Jade Cargill said she came to create a legacy in WWE and Cody was a major influence in her signing, hmm. but he has but he has no influence, and he's you no. know he's not over and yeah I'm, he's done nothing and yeah okay yeah I mean
0: I I'm not gonna give Vince Russo some time of day honestly okay. uh, ask I mean, Jim
1: Cornette what he thinks of Vince Russo. yeah he's, he's a big Russo guy oh, um,
0: yeah yeah. He's a, yeah dude that that might be an episode talking about dude, that, uh, a little those
1: rants there, dude but. I used to fall
0: to fall asleep to those rants. Uh, maybe we'll do some kind of episode on that, but, um, Cody is not just one of the most over guys in wrestling. He's one of the, or in WWE is one of the most over guys in wrestling. He caters absolutely to the main fan. Um, his promos are absolutely sensational and, um, everything he's doing is good. And he caters to the diehard fan, the casual fan, literally whatever.
1: Yeah. So I was, I was telling Chloe that today he's the, he's like a perfect blend. You know, someone turns on the TV for the first time, and they're like, oh yeah, that guy, that's the star, duh. And then to the, like the hardcore wrestling fans, like knowing his story and stuff, like we do, um, yeah, he's just he's just beloved by everyone. So, yeah, uh, Christian, what's your thoughts on?
2: Either there's a reason why Vince Russo doesn't have a backstage job.
1: Yep. <laughs> no, dude, he made himself champion once. Yeah. Next.
0: Yeah, yeah, Let's... yeah. That's what I think about. And he that. wore a Giants um... helmet. Yeah, that's what I think about that. Um, Christian, go, uh, go ahead.
2: We gotta shit on NXT. So yeah, I
0: love doing that. <laughs> Let's go.
2: My dummy <laughs> moment goes to Shawn Michaels himself. Oh, okay, Shawn, I know you're listening. I love you. You're my goat as far as in ring competition goes. But you said something wild that needs to be said. So Shawn Michaels made the claim. That current day NXT is very similar, and even said the exact same as what the Attitude Era was. Oh, ah. and um, let's uh, let's review this, or let, let's think about this for a minute. If there is anything close to the Attitude Era, it's NXT Black and Gold.
0: No, nope. and that's not even close. That that's not a comparison to. The attitude area. Now, how good it was as a comparison, but those two brands are not close. Mm-hmm. I get which, it, which just you know, it tells you something about like how bad of comparison it is.
2: Yeah, we're going. Oh, that's it. That's that, that's all my points.
0: Oh, uh, well, sorry, I kind of said it for you, but um, sorry. Right. Yeah, um, NXT. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with the staff. I don't have a problem with the wrestlers. It's just how it all came about. That's my big beef with uh, with the NXT. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it really compares really at all to uh, the Attitude Era. I don't think it's good as the Attitude Era. Now, I think they have a potential top ten wrestler in the world on that roster, and that is, his name is Alejo Dragonoff. And I think they also have another potential top ten in the world in the woman's side with Blair Davenport. Aka B Priestley from Stardom, but um, so there's I mean there's there's talent there, but I yes. mean, it's not it's not close to attitude. Did you see? He also said that um, NXT is the best uh,
1: show in wrestling right now.
2: I did see that a week ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, any
1: thoughts? Yeah. Um, he also said he's open to CM Punk joining NXT.
0: Right. Yeah, that'd be a good. One. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Um, yeah. Um, we're all gonna get into mine. Wait, what'd you say?
2: I said, that's all it needs to be said.
0: Yeah. Um, so we're going to get mine. mind. Obviously, Vince always gets half of the award. But the other half, it's a really interesting, this one. So just follow, follow uh, me here. It goes to being a free agent in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So are you guys aware of some of the free agents currently out there? Yeah. Allison Kay, CM Punk, soon to be Mariah May from Stardom. You have Sammy Callahan, Dolph Ziggler, hey. Jay Trist. Kota Bushi, you have an Edge, you have Matt you have a Sue Young, you have the Iconics, you have Deanna Peraza coming up, you have Will Ospreay coming up. Yeah, there's so, 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 so much. Um, like I said, there's a ton of talent around the globe that are free agents. So with all of the options now in pro wrestling, it just has to be tough to decide like between these companies. Because would you want to go to another country like a Japan to learn a different style? Do you want to make more money in the states do you want to put yourself on the map in a lower promotion like an MLW when you you can also do multiple indie shows as well but with all that being said starting with you Christian give me what do you think is going to be the biggest free agent signing maybe in the next six months this, and where do they go
2: so we're looking See, so team.
0: we're so we're looking at February, and that's when Osprey's going to be up. So that's just that, and everyone else I said, and everyone else in that pool.
2: Well, it depends on. Look, I, I think the, I think the biggest, most recognizable name that dr- could draw an audience there is CM Punk for sure. I hate to say it, but he is the biggest name out of that pool currently. And, and name value, yes, yes. And there's been lots of rumors with where Survivor Series is that he could show up. Do I think that's going to happen? No. So that one kind of gets eliminated for me. So the next biggest name, I mean, you look from the talent aspect, Will Ospreay's got to go to AW. He, he's yeah. got to sign a full term there. He's doing something with Impact right now, which it's going to be a one-off. He's not going there full time.
1: Dude, could you imagine, though?
2: That would be massive for Impact. That'd be dude. Could you imagine? I I I would probably start loving Impact again, but he's set to go to AEW. I mean, he's already made his name there in AEW. He put the stuff with Kenny Omega. He just had a match with Chris Jericho, so he's familiar with it. It'd be it wouldn't be a new territory, and he's paid his dues in New Japan. I think he can do there.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, he could still show up, you know, maybe for G one climax stuff. But as far as the promotion, he's for sure going to sign with. If he doesn't sign back in New Japan, obviously, it's going to be Will Osprey AEW. From a talent aspect, that's the biggest. That's the biggest one for me.
1: All right, Dylan, what, uh, what's your uh, what's your take? Um, I was going to say either um Osprey or even uh Perazzo. Um, to yeah, I think I think those are two names to look out for wherever they land. And if you're into, you know, just just simply name value, um, that's where Edge and CM Punk I think sit right now. They're not going to do much with your roster, but you're going to get people to tune in just because they recognize those names. So whoever lands those two guys as well, um, whatever happens, that's intriguing too. Yeah, with- I have. Uh, well, go ahead.
2: I think I think Edge done. I don't see him signing anywhere. If he does, we'll sign a short term contract with WWE. And see- I, think, I think
0: I think he he's has already a, got a foot in the door in AEW.
1: I think I I think he has a one off in AEW. I don't think he has a run. I think he teams with Christian one more time, and then he's done.
2: That'd be the only thing he could do, really, because I can't see him doing much more.
0: No. Yeah, I um I, I'm gonna go a little bit of a different route, and I. It's going to be a little bit of a hot take. Um, so this is somebody that I didn't mention on my rundown. This is someone that has said in the last few months that they have a lot of unfinished business in wrestling. And they're still confident that they are one of the best. So I think they signed a multiple show deal with XPW, which is one of their like independent show, Like a big independent show. Um, this is someone that was big, big, big time about four years ago. I don't know if you guys are, uh, I don't know if you guys are following, but, um, in the next, maybe not six, but in the next year, I think Tessa Blanchard to WWE could be something that really gained steam. Now mm-hmm. I, I get it from a, I listen, I, I know that she's got some baggage backstage. I get it. Um, she has actually cleared that up with the person that, I guess, accused her of it. I guess they're friends now. They cleared it up. so um, And so she's starting to get a little bit more respect, you know, in that aspect from the locker room and everything like that. Um, this is somebody, when she left, I mean, maybe maybe one or two names outside, but she was absolutely a top three best in the world. She's honestly... I think she's one of the most talented women's wrestlers I have ever seen. Like, she is that yeah. good, and I think she can still be that good. Now, she's got to get the trust from the locker room. She's got to get trust from the staff. But my hot take, I think Tessa, if they want to really put over that woman's division, dude, you get you get Tessa Blanchard over the, some names. I think Tessa Blanchard, the WWE, is going to be really intriguing here in the next 12 months. Uh, don't
1: want what you think. Yeah, I just feel like we've been singing this song for a while, though. You know, oh, you have. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 WWE's going to be the one to take the chance. She's worth the chance, um, and we're just you know we're still waiting. So it's 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 getting to a point where I don't think it's happening. Yeah, she I, has I'm, wrestled at
0: more of a like consistent basis though.
1: Wait. yeah, but I'm talking about you know a a big signing like that. So close to the the Jade signing, well, I guess I guess you're predicting it would next be about year. a year. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it'd be a stretch. I I, I don't look for it to happen though. Don't. All right. Don't Christian, hold your breath.
0: Do you think that's crazy?
2: Oh, man, this because uh, we know it's like you said. She comes with baggage. She comes with issues. She comes with backstage stuff. This could be a real morale drop to the locker room because there's been lots of bad stories about her and stuff. I don't know if WWE wants that. Especially, you know, the women's division I think is fine in WWE right now. They just brought in Jade Cargill, who's going to be a massive star. Uh, The thing about Blanchard is, like you said, she's so good it's almost impossible to pass up on. It'd be one of those well, let's just hope she stays quiet, and we're just gonna let her work.
0: And that you could say the same thing about CM Punk, though.
2: Well, Punk, Punk's a lost cause. He's gonna be a firestorm anywhere he goes.
1: And I think I think, only I think, twenty-seven. Yeah, but it, I think they've been accused of much different firestorms. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but
1: remember, accused. So
0: I mean, I, we're
1: not gonna say that everything's right about everything everyone yeah, said. Right. So. Punk's just sitting in chairs with people.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um, almost rumored a dog as well, which
1: and uh, bit bit some ankles.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think Tessa, you know, wrestling more of a consistent basis. I just something to look out for. I mean, could oh. you imagine? I, I I'm just gonna say this right now. Could you imagine? I'm I'm just gonna fantasy book here. Could you imagine in 12 months we go from maybe a raw looking like a Ripley a Becky Lynch, a Tessa Blanchard. And then SmackDown, you're looking at maybe a Charlotte Flair. You're looking at, you know, Kyrie Sane. You're looking at, you know, Sky. I mean, there's a lot, you know, then Jake Cargill. And that's it. There's a lot of potential, like, dream match. If you want to fill that card, I don't know. I think Tessa Blanchard could, uh, could be really interesting. But uh, Dylan, what are we doing next week?
1: Yeah, next week we are reviewing this year's Fastlane event, uh, which is emanating live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Kyle has the honor of being there live. We might just strap a GoPro to him and make him live stream
0: it. Yeah,
1: there um, we go. so yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, and Kyle's going to get to talk about um, not only the matches but also his experience too. So that's going to be really, really cool. Yeah,
0: so um, I think we have we have a few matches now. So real quick before we head out. Um, Nakamura versus Rollins in the last main standing match for the title. Um, mm-hmm. Cena in LA versus the Bloodline. Um, the triple threat match for the women: Charlotte, Io, and, um, and then Asuka. I think that is going to be phenomenal. Um, and then we have the potential Dragon Lee, Ray and Santos versus uh, the Prophets and Bobby. And then we have a contract signing on Monday for the upcoming match, Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter. So we have five matches, and I know WWE likes doing six. Yep. So, I mean it. It has, it has to be Cody Rhodes, right? So, yep. Are we? Do you think it's a stretch, Dylan, to do Jay and Cody versus Priest and Finn for the titles? Do you think that's a little bit of a stretch?
1: Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I can see him doing it. Yeah, they could they could do it, and I'd be like, ah, oh, okay, they're not winning, no. But, but it
0: would be a good, it would be a very fine match.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know where that story goes from there. I don't know. I think, I think, I think it would it's be totally hot. in the war games. Obviously. Oh well, I mean, that's if you know. Or okay, then I guess it or only makes sense
0: the... if you if if it is leading to war games. I mean that Christian. That's the only
1: way it can lead to right this. Yeah, I mean,
2: if they do that match, that's definitely the direction
1: they. I get. mean, to be fair, there are so many groups of people fighting each other right now at the same time. Yeah, so yeah, but you that is as well I mean, that's throw them the all main, in a giant cage. Yeah, that is the main
0: like that, that's one of the biggest things in wrestling right now. And I think Jay is doing a really good job on Raw. So yeah, look how It's it's going to be Cody. It's going to be Cody in some kind of capacity. I just don't know like how it's all going to go, but I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited for it. There's a couple different uh, scenarios I'm really hoping that happens.
1: Like, Tommaso do, gets beaten down. Yeah, do Cody versus Jonathan. JD. That'd be fun.
0: I was just kind of thinking that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tommaso gets beaten down, needs uh, needs someone to uh, have his back. Dude, I would lose it if Johnny came out. And also, I got a hot take. You may be seeing Kyrie Sane after that triple threat match. Just saying. Uh, but uh, that is it from us this week. I appreciate everyone listening to this point. And uh, we will catch you next week with Fastlane. We got a lot of cool stuff coming, so uh, make sure you keep following us and the show. I appreciate you guys, and uh, we will catch you on the next one.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah.